After all, there is nothing real outside our perception of reality, is there? Pas te dire ce que tu peux faire pour moi. Tu vas voir, c'est pas compliqué. Tu me parles pas. Tu me poses pas de questions. If you wish to avoid prosecution, I would advise that you comply with our language laws. This is the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the RCMP. That's the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. I'm your co-host today, Becky Shrimpton, and with me once again is Mr. Cameron Maitland. Hey, Cam. Hey. Hi. Hi, that's my, like, sexy voice. Yeah, no, I didn't need that. No, it's a little weird? It's all right. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> totally fine. It's fine. I mean, it was sexy. There's nothing wrong with it. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to deride no, my no, sexiness? No. Yes. Good you don't job. Put Good a, job. A public commentary out no, yeah. there? All right. Hire Becky for your sexy voiceovers. No, please don't. That's not really huh? what I do, and it frightens me. But I do really enjoy the fact that this is one of the first films in a very long time where I've been like, I actually want to have sex with both of these people <laughs> and want them to have okay. sex with each other, which for a rom-com, I feel like is really the sweet spot of exactly what you want. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel like some rom-coms, the sex aspect doesn't seem to come up at all. But, like, eventually you want them to bone. You sure. just don't want it necessarily with some of them to see it. Like Elizabeth and Darcy, people don't want to see that. You just want to know it's inevitable. Right? Sure. Yeah, okay, great. Our guest is uh, currently <laughs> nodding at me, being like, yep, yep, I'm on board. So we're going to bring her in right away. Uh, Sedna Fiati is with us. How are you? I'm good, Becky. Thanks for asking me to be on this. Thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. You picked a great movie, and you're in a new web series called Tokens, which I we am. are very <coughs> excited to hear about. Tell the good people about your series. Sure, yes. I play a small part, but, you know, no small parts. Small <laughs> actors. So. That's right. And uh, it's basically about the on-call casting agency, and producers call this casting agency to d- fulfill their diversity quotas. Mm. And <laughs> wacky hygiene Sue. So, yeah, we follow basically these two leads um, played by Connie Wang and Ryan Field as they find themselves in increasingly absurd situations um, <laughs> filling in for anyone who needs to be filled in for. Mm. Like just so. attempting to shoehorn in diversity. Yes, yeah. yes. Wow. It's really funny and absurd like but it really does make a comment about um, about diversity and, and how we need to approach it. You know? Mm. Um, so yeah, you can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and I want to say Twitter. Um, YouTube and Facebook is where you can watch it. And you can just go to youtube.com slash tokens on call. Um, or on Facebook, you can find tokens on call. Fabulous. And you have some previous work as well. You're an actress. You're a director. You're a producer. You've made a bunch of stuff. How's that been for you? Oh, <laughs> what a question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I've, I've done less directing than other things, but certainly producing and certainly performing and activism, too, has been a major part mm-hmm. of my career for the last, like, 10 plus years. Um, it's going very well. And I mean, I feel like I've really come of age in a time that's really transitional. Yes. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've over the last 10, 12 years since I've been active, it's just like things have changed a lot. Like when mm-hmm. I was first coming up, we were still trying to figure out what digital is. And I'm on some level, we still are. But yeah, when I was, even like when I graduated, people were still making films on film. Yeah. Well, I feel like digital is like the great emancipator, right? It like, really is. Anyone can make a movie and you can also find your audience. Mm. And I think that's like on YouTube, right? Like I'm sure you guys are reaching people who never would have gone to see something like that in the theater because people wouldn't have shown it or people wouldn't have, would have been like, I don't feel like watching that or I don't, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So totally. We're, yeah, we're reaching whole new audiences and whole new things. And you brought a movie today that uh, I had never seen before. Mm-hmm. I have been meaning to check out this director for a long time. Of course, yeah, he's done a lot of things. He's a 
amazing. And I am so, and also his wife, who is his producing partner and writing yes, partner. Yes, and writing partner, uh, yes. Who's yes. amazing, Jennifer Holness and uh, Suds Sutherland, mm-hmm. um, who are both awesome. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Suds Sutherland later on in the podcast era. There's, I've got a really great interview coming up. I'm really excited about it. But okay. <laughs> okay. just a little okay. teaser. Uh, but what movie did you pick? I picked Love, Sex, and Eating the Bones. It's so good, guys. I can't recommend this one enough. It's yes. on the streaming. Cam, you love this too. Yeah, right? and we'll probably spoil it. Too. I don't know how much you can spoil a romance, but I know. Uh, they, they get together. But but yeah. So if if you do want to see it, seek it out. It's not not too hard to find. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. this movie of all the other movies you could have picked? Why? Well, you know what? I have to say, this was one of the first Canadian movies I'd seen with black people mm-hmm. as leads, which is really important to me. Um, so I just. Yeah, it was one of the first I'd ever seen that I just was like, oh, is this possible? This is a Canadian, and there's black people in it, you know what I mean? Both are both things I didn't grow up watching. Like, I didn't grow up watching a lot of Canadian films, Mm -hmm. and I didn't grow up watching a lot of Canadian black films. So it really stands out for me as something that made it seem possible, I guess, for me to pursue a career in this country. What's especially interesting about it too is that like it's showing you all these different types of black Canadians. Like she's a Haitian descendant, you know, and then you've got people who are like speaking Patois and you have all these different people. You're like, look, it's not just black. They're from everywhere. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I like just the diversity even with blackness in and of itself. You know, it's Mm. like, it's not a monolith. Um, And yeah, taking place in Toronto, it like, yeah, all of those things just made me made me one of those. Like when I was thinking of, okay, what do I want to talk about? Because there's lots of films that I could discuss. But I was like, oh yeah, this one was important to me as well. Like speaking of the digital age, I mean, this is just like just before the digital mm-hmm. age, you know. So the fact that I even heard about it and was able to see like a feature film, like mm-hmm. it was like it's actually a testament to Jennifer and Suds and how they were able to to get the film out to who needed to see it, you know, or who they wanted to see it. Yeah. So what's this movie about? Okay, so I can't remember everybody's names. I'll, I'll get okay, you names. Give me the names. I, I'm gonna pull it up while you do this. It's a rom com. Firstly, I like Becky. I I really love rom coms, so they're close to my heart. I hope to write more and like do like I just love them. Um, I I feel like the the genre hasn't uh, had the best of treatment in the last mm-hmm, little mm-hmm, while. Mm-hmm. Like, are we at the end? Did we end a golden age of rom-coms in the 90s? I don't know. We're going to bring this up later because I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And I am very curious as to what you have to say about that. But yeah, Yeah, please continue. Okay, so, okay, remind me of the character names. Okay, so first you got the guy is Michael. Michael. So Michael, as far as I'm concerned, is in a little bit of a like quarter-life crisis moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he has an addiction to porn. Um, He's not really doing what he wants to do with his life. And, uh, but he meets somebody really wonderful. And they start to try to have sex, but this porn thing keeps popping up as a major issue in their relationship. So that's kind of that's kind of what it's about. And by the end, mm-hmm. well, I don't even again spoilers. Like yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, it's definitely a quarter life crisis for him. Besides the porn, I feel like is just like one problem. That's like a symptom of a problem of him just like kind mm-hmm. of being stuck in a space and and not ready to move forward as an adult. You know what I mean? So I'm like. I mean, I watched it. Oh, I'm aging myself. But that's fine. Like I was in my 20s when I saw this, you know. Mm. But like now that I'm oh, not in my 20s no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, been a while. Uh, I, I'm like, oh yes, I really get this. I really can get how you can kind of be stuck in life, and maybe it does take someone meeting somebody for you to really push yourself mm-hmm. forward in a good way. Because like sometimes, it, what's good about this one is that I feel like he had to work on himself, and it wasn't his partner. Was oh, give me the partner's name again? Oh, Jasmine. 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 <laughs> it wasn't Jasmine that made him do it. Like there was like we did it together. But you know sometimes 
the woman can be like the fixer. And I don't feel like she was the fixer in this. He fixed himself. Yeah. This... You know, he addressed his own issue with this. I think she's helpful. Like, it's, it's like weird because at first I thought it was going to be, especially reading the plot description, you're like, oh, this is going to be some sort of weird thing about no. porn addiction. But it's not even about that. And it doesn't even seem to demonize porn that much. No. Like you were saying, it's about a problem he has. And that's just how it comes through. And the interesting thing is, I think she actually tries to help him quite a bit before stuff kind of falls apart you know before yeah, the like totally. third act she's already being quite helpful mm-hmm. and good to him she recognizes potential like this is the yeah. thing that i think is wrong with a lot of modern rom-coms and why i personally have an issue with it and i think it started with my best friend's wedding which i recently tried to go back and watch and was like well this is unwatchable and a lot of it is is that it's creating two human beings who are deeply flawed and mm. deeply unlikable but presenting them as quirky fun and like you're supposed to want them to be better people because they've met each other and this movie does that the same way but they're not unlikable they don't have character like they're both fun and interesting and vibrant beautiful young people that you're like yes I want you to like get together Mm. and like make beautiful vibrant art together and do things because they inspire each other and they're creating things together like he makes her her work better because he inspires her to like be funnier and play more Mm. and then she inspires him to get his shit together and like (laughs) do the work which he but she they see each other's potential and they push and they grow which is a good relationship but when you watch things like my best friend's wedding or like um I, this is really bad in like uh oh what are you, what am i thinking like failure to launch failure or to launch, yeah. yeah like <laughs> failure, oh god that movie was so bad <laughs> anyway, exactly but even a lot of modern stuff it's like these people are just reprehensible and you like these two people they're good people yeah. who have their flaws that have to work through their shit because otherwise mm. it wouldn't be a movie but you you still cheer for them because they're not fundamentally bad people what do you guys think yeah, I agree with that too. And I also love that the like the the like woman in the porn is like <laughs> we get to see her live too. That's <laughs> yes. a funny because she's Very like weird. an actual character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Where she's like, "Hello there," you know, like yeah. you're like, and then by the end she just is like, "I'm I don't need you anymore." Yeah, I think that's a hilarious twist. But yeah, they're very likable people. Which I wonder if is that a quirk of is that a feeling that we have as writers that like we have to write people that are really complicated and not like you know what mm, i mean like yeah. is our journey from liking them to not uh not liking them to liking them you know what i mean like i don't know mm. but i feel like in this and you bring up a really interesting point this there they have flaws but they still have fun and i think yeah, that's the true. biggest thing and nobody is mean nobody is doing anything mean they mess no. up and they screw up and i think every um every rom-com has that one line when it's really effective that just makes you go <gasps> like it's it, it lets you breathe again and it yeah. just gives you yeah. that little tingle and for me the line was she asked him what makes you think you got a problem and he says it cost me you and I was like yeah you just made this face that's exactly (laughs) it and you were like yes you are recognizing that you are a flawed individual you literally go to therapy I have never seen going to therapy as a plot point in a rom-com before and everybody needs it Um, and it made me so happy like and maybe it's because I'm in my 30s now that I'm like oh taking care of your shit sexy (laughs) but like I've never seen anyone actually take like porn addiction is a very serious issue it is Um, yes and uh, uh, like the the idea of like investing in someone who is not reciprocating and like there are mm-hmm. certain boundaries of um you know of status when you're dating of like why are you sure. dating a security guard who's a wannabe photographer when you're yeah. like this high powered markings like it's dealing with serious thoughts and things but in a lighthearted fun way and you see how they fit together mm-hmm. yeah it's true and as well like I love it's an interesting point then it's like how does someone get over 
a sex addiction or sex addiction or yeah. porn addiction yeah. or whatever. Like it's you're like how how do you overcome that? So yeah, I, is it very Canadian of us to have therapy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. we're like we're gonna work through know. our problems. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as opposed to it's somehow someone just like kicking it cold turkey or something yeah. in a more American lens you know you're just like i'm just gonna stop because she's worth it i'm just gonna somehow stop but that would exactly be it it would be like the love of a good woman all i want to do is have sex with her but the yeah. fact that they the issue is that he can't perform and they and they also the idea of like their sex is actually sexy yeah like they, they bothered to deepen the issue too yeah. where yeah. it's like and i actually a big one i which is like allowing me a bit to sound weird but it's like i like that they show that he like does oral on her yeah of course which, yeah, that's very important because that always like they love having a guy's dick now work be a thing in, yeah, totally. in a rom-com more, more frontal yeah but it's yeah, like there's you. stuff you can do so it's nice I, I felt like they crossed every bridge of like trying to make it because there's about three attempts of them to have sex yeah and it's not even what drives them apart particularly so i thought it was it was interesting but i get they just i think they deepened that flaw to a point where it needed something the level of therapy it did it was just like how are we going to get over yeah. this like yeah. we've tried this a few times yeah and it's like a co- it's actually still a problem now, even though this is like this film is like you know almost twenty years old. It's almost worse because yeah. it's like he's getting porn from a porno store. <laughs> like exactly. he's not even using the he's internet, which even, is wild. Like free internet, yeah. right? <laughs> which, uh, but yeah, now you there's it's so ubiquitous and it's yeah. really affected people's sex lives negatively. Mm-hmm. You know, we really have to reevaluate our relationship, our relationship to sex and to each other, you know, and to what we think should happen versus what actually happens, you know. But there's some interesting stuff in there too in terms of like the thuggification of porn because the entire time he's been like this very articulate, very intelligent young man, you Mm -hmm. know, he's he's been lovely and the minute he gets in the porn set, spoiler alert, um, he starts talking like an ill-bred goon and you're like where did this come from like why are you acting like this now because that's not what you're like or is that what is meant to be in this kind of pornography totally which is porn elicit that in people yeah you know what i mean um does it like reinforce uh stereotypes of the way the roles people should play when they're having sex with people but this is about that role play because then she's trying on all those absurd outfits in that one thing yeah totally and the kind of porn he likes is this like weird very weird my porn's always cheesy i mean it's terrible but yeah i love it she just she is this kind of strange character yeah but i love it because it is realistic because especially when the videos of porn like you have to buy the dvds or vhs or whatever like you had to kind of follow someone. I, like, mm-hmm. the age of the porn star, I don't know if it exists anymore, but, like, thinking of, like, Jenna Jameson or whatever, yeah. like, now revealing my, like, porn knowledge, no, no, which no. I have, yeah, yeah. which I have, yeah. but, like, you know, the porn star. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the video store and find a Jenna Jameson porn, yeah. Yeah. you know, because then otherwise what else am I going to choose? Yeah. So it just is, like... Nowadays, you can just kind of do whatever. Like, yeah. you don't have to follow anyone in particular. No, well, it's, it's all, but that's just it. You can also watch clips, too. You're not investing mm. to, like, an hour and a half long film that was so fully true. produced with costume yeah. and plot line. Now yes. it's just like, just take me to the good stuff and I'm good to go. <laughs> I know. Isn't that strange? Like, I just try to think of a DVD of a porn. And you're just like, am I going to get through this? This is so yeah. <laughs> I think nowadays the DVDs are just clips. Like, I know, like, I know. Yeah, 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 like we don't even do that anymore. You, no. As you said, you just can go get your fix for 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. And then you don't, you don't yeah. need to invest in anyone in particular because you can find it so easily. But yeah. meanwhile, he had to be invested into into this particular porn and it be a part of like the way that he's on some level in a state of arrested development, you know? But mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. And I love that they show that like it's it's... 
his porn addiction, because like in a lesser film, I would say that this, that would be the entire joke is that she's celibate. He loves porn. How will these two crazy kids get together? (laughs) So true. Um, But you don't have that in this. It's like, she's, and she's horny. Like she would very much like to have sex with him. And so it's interesting to see how they build that relationship and all the twists and turns of what, what that actually Mm. does to them as a budding couple and how big a component sex actually is of any relationship and your, your own sexual compatibility. And a lot of movies don't, address that no yeah and especially rom-coms as we were talking about yeah you know they don't even they're just like oh i guess they might have sex yeah you know what i mean yeah. or sex might be like the culmination of it and i mean for, for this this is actually a part of their relationship mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that needs addressing the, yeah that's the main part that needs addressing mm-hmm. like their relationship otherwise is pretty good yeah they love each other but he's yeah. got a lot of ego issues too yeah. which is sure. interesting because you see him when he starts to go to the galleries and the whole reason he didn't he hasn't succeeded mm. is because his ego keeps getting in the way mm-hmm. and part of that is the porn because when you have the porn it reinforces that like i i am king of the world i can dominate this other mm. human being but that's not what his relationship with her is it's about that give and take and that's partially why he's having the issue is that he's not good at the give and take and he has to get over that totally Totally. And he, yeah, too. And just, you know, the disparity in their jobs, you know, like he being a security guard, as you said, Mm. like she being a marketer and like, yeah, him really having to reckon with that too, you know, to really be like, I'm okay. Am I okay with a strong woman? (laughs) (laughs) So then how does it like, is this a uniquely Canadian story then? Because the way it's addressed or is it just good filmmaking? I think it's just good filmmaking, but I think it only makes it Canadian, I think, because of where it's set. And also, as you said, them really showing the like the black diaspora which of course actually exists in the states as well yeah but i feel like within the black diaspora like african-american in the states is so strong that they Mm. just can easily forget about everybody else who's black as well you know Mm -hmm. and then sometimes when they do have people of caribbean descent in american films it's usually their accents are terrible and you're like how did you cast this person (laughs) like i know there's people who can like do a better jamaican accent but i don't know why but yeah but yeah that's i think that's what makes it canadian too is that it's like black for us black means many different things you know what i mean Hmm. um and for the states it can be a bit of a monolith of just african-american um so yeah yeah but and who made it and like you know Mm. but yeah i guess the therapy is it the therapy that makes it a canadian they actually love each other. Yeah, it's so many things, I guess. I guess because it isn't too... You're right. Like, we aren't painting people in an evil light. It's not like yeah. there's a binary. No. Part of me thinks that, like, you could definitely have the plot of a celibate woman and a porn-addicted guy in, like, a Tyler Perry movie. But it would end up being that he has to, like, come to Jesus. Yes, 100%. And understand. Yes. And, like, and the guy giving him porn dies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and else, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas he this one, to come to Jesus, even yeah. the weird, uh, like, those his weird perv friends end up sleeping with the porn star and it's like i guess they got what they wanted like i don't know all right like everybody kind of is like yeah you know and peaches just works at the porn star and it's like okay yeah he's fine yeah i love peaches i love peaches so much she's just such a great character they're all just such but you just love all of them and also like i think the risk in a rom-com too is having too many quirky friends but everyone has a role everyone is meant to be there even Mm. when cardinal official shows up and you're like no he has to be in it he's so good he's so good do you know why ed robertson is in this from the bare naked ladies no why oh it's because he went to high school with suds oh nice of course 
that, yeah, that's such Same. a Canadian move right there. Yep, You're but, like, just put my buddy in it. Yep, that's exactly, but he's good. And they got the rights <laughs> to the song. That's they did. not bad. Yeah, no, Getting that's that great. Getting that Bare Naked Ladies song in there. And that was at the height of that movie, yeah. that song, wasn't that? Yeah, that they were deal. like, Bare Naked Ladies were killing it during yeah. that time. Probably oh, put man. them on the poster in a little circle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Featuring a Bare Naked Lady. The soundtrack in general is really good. Like, everything about this, like, the beginning is a little bit shaky as they kind of start to set up the premise, but once you dive in, again, this is someone's first film, but once you dive into it, you're like, this is so great. It looks great, great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it looks great. Shot beautifully, yeah. 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 It makes Toronto Beautiful Toronto, yeah, Yeah. that's true. And a lot of the East, which I feel like you don't get a lot. No. Which is nice. Do you feel like you get more of the West End when we do Toronto Actually, lately. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's But you know what, this also has the, like, uh, kind of um distillery like early oh yeah know, back before it gen- yeah yeah, 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 yeah totally because yeah. that's where all the like art spaces are yeah. and you always get bummed out being like oh man oh, that no. is not there anymore nope. no 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 but that's like monkey warfare which we covered on the podcast mm. a few weeks ago where it's you're seeing parkdale in a way that like it, it does not exist anymore it's yeah. one of the first films about the toronto gentrification crisis it's excellent go back watch that monkey warfare totally worth your time but this too with the photography you're seeing him take pictures of like yeah things that don't exist anymore and things that inspire him and what's mm. uh what does a photographer actually do anymore like do we have famous photographers do people still buy that as art is that really sure. still a yeah. career yeah, yeah, yeah it okay. is yeah still are you sure it's not just instagrammers <laughs> are you sure no yeah well i mean i was just thinking of contact as yeah. a as a festival and that keeps growing yeah i think it's still an art Still an art form, hundred percent. I do love that they take the Pulp Fiction route of like you never actually get to see his photography. They just open up his portfolio and it's like the glowing briefcase. I love, <laughs> I love all that magic realist stuff. Yeah, and that's why have I it in there. Yeah, makes a little magic. Yeah. I don't know. Movies should be a little. I like magical. it. Yeah, and I love. I think that's why I like those the weird porn too. Me it's too. Like, it would be harder if I was trying, like if it was at all realistic. Yeah, the fact that he just likes these weird porn that doesn't make any sense kind of <laughs> makes it more charming the other thing I love about this is with a rom-com yeah we talked about the romance and the sex and now it's actually sexy and it's great it's also really funny like mm. I laughed out loud at a few moments when they ro- yeah. roll up in the school bus I was like this is a great absurd little moment I love this and then they play that for laughs it's it's funny I laughed out loud a lot and again a lot of rom-coms aren't funny they're just quirky and mm. I think we don't understand the difference anymore no, I don't think so either. You're like, I should laugh at the absurdity. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is just weird. Oh, well, anything else you guys want to talk about on this one? Uh, no, uh, I don't think so. It's great. a great one. Yeah. It's a great one. I wish more people knew about it. That's why you we do the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Heads. Heads are. Bring it back. Uh, great. So we are at favorite moments, guys. What do you guys, what's your favorite moment in this? Well, I, I'll go first just to give you some time to think. Uh, I. It's not necessarily a moment even, but I just like uh, seeing Kenny Robinson. It's been a long time since I've seen <laughs> Kenny Robinson be, and he was such a big presence, you know, in that like early 2000s. And he still does stuff, still as a comedian, whatever, but yeah. It was just nice to see him again, and being the proprietor of Pornacopia, definitely. Is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, the porn that's puns great, in general great, in this yes. are great. Kung yeah. Fu is oh, excellent. Oh yeah, just yeah. Like, the guy's just named Kenny Cum. Yeah, which is just like okay. Yeah, no, that all made me laugh. They know it's not clever, but the non-cleverness of the porn just makes you appreciate how clever they are more. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. All right, there's layers. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think. It's just a funny moment at the end when the like the the porn star like kind of dies. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. I just think it's so funny and strange. Yeah. It's like no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turning into light. Yeah, totally. 
Oh, man. I love when he's trying to speak French to her and he's doing his mm. best. And he, he is supposed to be saying mon chaton, which is, you know, my pussy. as opposed, But instead he's like, uh, my chiot, which is my puppy. And she just loses her yeah. shit. But, like, it is really sexy up until that point that, like, yes, he's learned a language. Sexy, sexy. And fuck up. <laughs> and that's one of those, like, really clever moments that's genuinely funny and sexy simultaneously. Because mm. you know someone would do that. And if that happened to you, you would find that so endearing. And you'd mm. be right there. Which it is. It's very endearing. Um, and I also really love the very last moment of the film. Go watch this movie um, where they're they're having sex and the camera kind of spins around the side and both of them look at the camera and say, what are you looking at? And I was like, ah, you got me. I like that so much. Yeah, I was into it. I really liked this movie so much. Thank you so much for bringing it. This was oh, a nice no, I'm treat. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, how do people find you and your work? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I'm certainly on IMDb. Just Google me. <laughs> but yeah, find me on, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at, at B Wheels Heels because I like to ride my bike in heels. I didn't ride my bike today, but I mostly do. So B Wheels Heels. That is very impressive. Yeah, on Instagram. It's not that hard to do. Really? Yeah. You oh. just kind of, you know, keep pedaling. It's like <laughs> someone said it was like easier to ride a bike in heels than it is to walk in them. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Huh. Because I just see, whenever I see women doing it, usually they're very, very drunk and they're coming from the club and it does not look easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've seen that too. I remember seeing somebody in like like high heels and like a really cute outfit on a mountain bike yeah. Yeah, late at sure. night. I thought it was like, I was like, okay. I'm like, no, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wearing wedges. You know what I mean? Okay, like, okay, yeah, it's okay. like, I, it's like if I was European, I might be on a moped. Okay. But okay. Of a yeah, exactly. Yeah. With like glasses and things, being like, I'm not going very quickly. But, <laughs> but that's what people can really admire, mm-hmm. like the heels as you go yeah. by. Yeah, sure. I yeah. got it. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for highlighting this film. I mean, Suds and Jennifer are such a major part, at least, you know, of Canadian filmmaking and Toronto filmmaking in general. So. Um, yeah, we should talk about their films. They're yeah. under, well, we also didn't talk about, they went on to make Shoot the Messenger on CBC together, they did, which is yeah. a really great show. They did one oh, called Home Again mm-hmm. as well, a few years ago as well. And like, yeah, and Suds has directs on a regular basis. They're still, they're always developing new work. You know what I mean? So yeah. Oh, oh, a weird little thing I did find is that Suds apparently was uh, profiled on an episode of HGTV series called Neat, in which a professional organizer uh, reorganized and decluttered his office. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh my God, I used to watch that. I'm like so yeah. nosy about people's offices. <laughs> and homes. I'm just like so nosy in general. But yeah. yeah. Yep. So I thought that, I thought that was just delightful. A little, Ooh. nice little treat. Nice. Uh, what about you, Cam? Uh, I'm on Twitter at CamFest <laughs> on Instagram at iCram. And yeah, well, thank you for bringing the movie too. Thank you for It's also nice it. to have a fun one, you know? Yeah, oh God. We got a lot a... of sad ones. <laughs> I mean, we're, yes. A we're lot of features people. are quite dramatic. Sure. You know, because the other one I suggested, Empire of Dirt, which you've yes. already done again, yeah. that's. But you know what? That one has a nice That one has some ending, light. Yeah, it's, it's but got some light. It's, it's a pretty heavy one yes. too, so yes. it's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's nice to have a raw. Yeah. We need to laugh. Yes. We yes. need to fall in love. Uh, we need to do those things. <laughs> have you watched his other one, Home Again? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. All right. That's... That one's a tough one, too, though. It's I know it is. coming up on the podcast, and I'm yeah. going to be watching that along with Polytechnique. So it's going to be a double <laughs> oh, Polytechnique. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But when you find out Something to look I'm... forward to. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, when you find out who I'm talking to about both those films, that's okay. going to be yeah. uh, that's going to be a nice little treat for our okay. audience. I'm oh, very excited. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you off the record. It'll be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, and then, as per usual, you can find me on the Twitters, at Liz Shrimpton. That's the masculine Shrimpton over there. Uh, come chat with us on Twitter. We would love to 
hear from you. We've got a really good community starting to pop up there. That's mm. uh, at RCM Pod. Uh, if you have an idea of any guests or any movies that you want us to cover, please get in touch with us, especially if you have new work coming out. We really want to feature what you guys are making, so please get in touch. Uh, RCMPodcast.com is the website. We'd love to hear from you. I think that's just about everything. So, guys, you're ready to get a moose head. <laughs> Yes, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, the bar's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. No, the bar's not, not that high either. No. No. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please remember to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcatcher. It helps people find our podcast and Canadian media they love. Come chat with us at RCM Pod on Facebook or on Twitter at RCM Pod. Our theme song is by Craig Stewart, and our show art is by Paul Stachniak. Join us next week for another great film from the wilds of Canadian cinema.